Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another week of our roundtable discussion. I'm MJ uh, with MJ Guiding Others, and this week we're going to be discussing the power of optimism. Hi, everyone. Victoria here with Soul Healing Tribe. Hello, this is Amelvis with the Four Elements Healing. And Louise Elaine with NVibe Tribe Life Coaching. Yes, everyone. So the power of optimism. We're going to talk about optimism. Like from what I know, what optimism is, I recognize it as people being hopeful um, while going through our life experiences. And I actually was looking at a couple of videos online and I came across uh, a lady. Uh, they were having a discussion. She's a doctor. Her name, her name is Dr. Dapita Chopra, I believe. And she gave like a different spin on optimism that I never really thought about until when she was saying it, how it applied to me. She pretty much, she gave, she provided uh, uh, her spin on it. Um, she said, uh, it, she didn't connect it or associate it with positivity. So she connected it with resilience. And based on my perspective in life, like everything that I was going through growing up, I wasn't always positive with everything that I was going through. Sometimes it was just me working out things, you know, learning from my life challenges, being upset about different things, but not so upset where it just took over my life where I couldn't move on. I just didn't like the circumstances that I was in. And I knew that the only person that was going to uh, change those things was me. And I was unconsciously saying that. So when she said that she associated it with um, resilience, I was like, that really fits with me. I like that. Anybody else have any thoughts about that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's really, I really, um, that resonates because I think that a lot of people feel like, well, a lot of people that don't actively engage in, in optimistic behaviors, um, they think like once that, if that being optimistic is like being delusional, right? Like ignoring reality. And I think that's, that's like such a fine line because, you know, even I've had clients say like, well, that's you want me to ignore what's right in front of me but it's like you really optimism is more about having like a balanced perspective where you acknowledge both the you acknowledge the challenges but you also have to be aware of the opportunities that that comes from each one of, of these challenges what do you guys think that was a thousand a thousand percent i was gonna say i define optimism as a positive mindset um, right. And it doesn't mean constant happiness, because I think people associate optimism with happiness. And while you can be happy and optimistic, it's not the same thing. So having a positive mindset, but also acknowledging that there are dark days and I call them dark days. Right. The, it, we can't always be sunshine and butterflies. That would be great. And it's not the reality. So having this positive mindset while knowing that there's some things that we're working through, still having to be resilient, still having to wake up in the morning, doing the things anyway, it's, and how you navigate doing those things. That's, I think, where that optimism power comes in. Like, either you can choose to crumble or, or not react, or you can say, you know what, 
I'm having a really hard time right now. I can either go back to bed and cry, or I think I've had enough crying. It's time to get out there and work on this problem. So for me, that's how I really kind of distinguish it. Because I got a little tired of using the word optimism, but I love I love what it stands for. Because um, people do associate with happiness, and it's not the same. Yeah, I really love what you all share because the the resilience part is almost like yeah, there are going to be a lot of ups and down, right? Like some days you don't think the best thing is going to come out of the situation, right? But once you look back and you go through it, you're like, wow, it was really hard, but I made it. So when we keep that in perspective, right, to go forward, to keep pushing forward in whatever it is, whatever goals we have for career or for whatever it is, right, family, et cetera, Having that resilience is definitely key. And I love and Jay that you brought that up because I like you all share. Sometimes we think being positive is being delusional. <laughs> right? But at the same time, we do have to have a little bit of that sometimes in order to make it through. So tell us what are some of the things that you experience with clients when they come to you and you need to kind of nosh them, push them to that resilience, that possibility. possibility. Um, what I, you know, for me, what I find is there's like three key beliefs that really contribute to a not so optimistic frame of mind, right? So um, the, the, the idea that things are permanent, that it's not going to change, this is just the way it is, and um, it's going to remain like this, where when we look at, when we have the outlook that problems are temporary, we can look at them differently and, and we can look at the how to resolve them rather than than sit in them. Um, pervasiveness, like thinking that the problem is like, I'm, I'm sure anyone that's been to a therapist is like, you don't say every time, you don't say all the time and every day and you always, nothing, la nothing is like, nothing encompasses everything. So it's, you have to really acknowledge the challenges as an opportunity in, in resilience. Like I love, love that word and in cultivating like problem solving, because there is such an opportunity to, to figure out like how to overcome these hard moments that come, come to us. And the third thing um, is like taking it personally, believing that everything comes from you, like it's all my fault, or um, it's because of me. Uh, problems are not a reflection of you. They're not, they don't, they're not a reflection of who you are. They're not internal. So really to just self-reflect on, on sometimes it requires for you to step out of that being in the problem and look at it from like an outside perspective. Right. Yeah, you can face it if you're in it, right? You have yeah. to look at it from a basically an outside of the yeah. thing. Go ahead, Natalie. I love your three examples in Lois, and it was so well said. I, I would add to that. I have some two similar things that I do because I'm a, a mindfulness life coach. I do a lot of like coming back to the present moment, but I also remind people like, well, what are your goals right now? Like stop thinking about what happened in like 10 years from now. Let's come back to right now. What are your goals right now? So I do optimistic 
goal setting with them at the time because time and, and circumstances change. Maybe you have money right now. Maybe you won't tomorrow. Maybe you're traveling. Like circumstances change. So bringing people back to the now with the goal setting is something that I do. But the second thing, which is more important to me, is connecting to the why. Why do you want this thing? Why are you here? Why is this important to you? What is this connected to within your values? So bringing that piece into it kind of helps you stay on track with your goals, which essentially gets you moving in the, in the positive mindset, which ultimately leads to optimism and overcoming challenges. I love that, that you said that, Natalie. And it's interesting because with my clients, when we're doing their goals, they arrive to what they want their goals to be. And it seems like sometimes the long-term goals are mixed into the short-term goals. And then every week that we're addressing it, or every bi-weekly that we're addressing it, and then I'm asking them about it, they're like, oh, well, uh, yeah, this happened and that happened, and we're never getting to it. It'll be like months, and we're never addressing it. And so I like to take a direct approach with them, and I'm very... Um, very direct. I say, hey, listen, it looks like you're not meeting your goals. Is it something that you want to maybe put on the back burner? Not saying that we're not going to address it eventually, but it doesn't look like you're doing it right now. Because what happens if I don't do that? I notice that some of them will run from it. They'll like uh, ignore my phone calls and stuff like that. I'm like, you wanted this. That's your goals. We don't have to run from it. We don't have to do it right now. <laughs> It reminds me of some of my clients. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> They're running away in the opposite direction. Oh no, it's time for sessions. <laughs> oh man. So I think uh, one of the tools that I can give you when we're in that problem, we are swimming in it and nothing seems to be happening that is positive. I think we sometimes we we don't understand that the problem is trying to teach us how we have grown or how we need to grow. So sometimes the person is going to have a lot of feelings in regards to the problem. I'm in the middle of this problem. I cannot be optimistic because X, Y, and Z. And when you start a clearing process for that is what we call a clearing process. We go through the process of understanding what are the feelings attached to the problem and what will need to happen for you to see it from a different perspective. So th that is a quick exercise that you can go through where you identify the feelings, emotions, sensations that is coming up in regards to the problem. And then you go back even a little more where you can actually say, okay, when was the time before that, that I felt the same thing? And you can see the pattern and then what will you need to do to step out of that? So that imagine a higher self of you, who you are that is amazing and he has all the qualities that you need to overcome this problem. So you bring in that energy in order for you to say, okay, if I was this higher self, what would that higher self that is me do in order for me to resolve this issue, right? And, and that goes with the thing that you mentioned, Amelvis, like when we're in it, we, we need to step outside. So that is one way to kind of step outside and see it from a higher perspective, someone that is older, like imagine yourself 10, 20 years older, and you're like, this is how I will resolve that problem if I was me now, so that you can step out of that 
swimming in the problem and see it from a more wise version of yourself. I like that, a wiser version of yourself, because we all have that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, not that you, I kind of, what you were saying made me also re- think about challenging that that negative self-thought, self-talk that we have in our heads, right? Like paying attention to that inner monologue that's like, we're so hard on ourselves. But I think when we start replacing that and like catching ourselves, catching ourselves going there, um, and practice, start practicing self-compassion like we've spoken about before, um, that really helps you to to be gentle with yourself and be kind with yourself. Um, and gratitude, practicing gratitude, which I'm a big fan of writing down. Every morning when I wake up, I write down, you know, three things that I'm thankful for because it's so easy to just get caught up with, with what you have to do, with what needs to be done. I mean, I'm constantly feeling frazzled about things I didn't get to but every morning for a few minutes I'm sitting there feeling joy and feeling feeling grateful so that just plays so much into into my feeling of optimism beautiful I was going to say the same exact thing I was like in another way sometimes people ask me like well how do I get out of this mindset into a more positive one and I always go back to gratitude like let's think about what's already present what you already have who you already are like there's so much around us that when we're in it like you were saying Victoria we don't notice but if we take a moment and step outside of it and look around we have so much already so stepping in a place of gratitude for that I totally agree with you, Mavis. And I love to write it down too. Um, But something that I wanted to bring back, right? And it's being an optimistic person doesn't mean that there aren't any challenging dark days again, right? Like it's, it's how you work around that and how you position yourself to like navigate through those waters, if you will. Like that's, that's what really kind of pushes people through. And I think it's what a lot of us are saying, taking a moment to step outside of ourselves in the current situation without without detaching and just saying, forget that, leave it alone. No, but it's taking a moment, looking at it and saying, okay, this is a challenging time right now, but let's take gratitude for an example. But you know what? I still have my home that I bought and that I own and that it's still in good condition. So I don't have to worry about that one piece of my challenge right now. So that was a quick example, but gratitude is huge. And addressing the dark days because they're going to happen to all of us. Absolutely. And Melvis, I love that you said that because I see my clients uh, uh, feeling helpless at times. And how I see it is when there are certain situations that they face and it requires them to have to find someone that's in charge or find outside resources to assist them because they're not seeing immediate results from the the current situation that they're in, they may feel helpless. And I see it as in excuses on why they can't do it. Well, they're not going to do anything about it and stuff like that. And it's when they become empowered about the the research that they, if they do the research, they can find out who to talk to, but it's, having to get that education on where you can find this information because if you don't know it, of course you're going to feel powerless like that well my circumstances can't change causing them to be pessimistic when all they really needed to know was 
I know these resources. Now I can't be optimistic because I know who to contact. Mm. Yeah, I think um, for one of the tools that I that I use for a long time is the five minutes a day. So and I have gone through a lot of ups and downs. So for me, it's like, oh, that's another <laughs> another thing that I have to overcome. But I have learned to ask myself, who do I become after these main challenges that I'm facing is over? So that has helped a lot to see the positive because it's like, well, obviously I'm going to be stronger because who the heck goes through this and stays the same, right? <laughs> so we start seeing the positive things, but the five minutes of the um, goals also helped me to, like Amelia said, meditate first thing in the morning. Like I started with 30 seconds and eventually I made it to like 24 hours and it's okay. But you have to start little by little, right? Like we, we don't jump. We start crawling before we start to run. So I think the same thing happens with optimism and, and, and resilience. I, I think that should be the title of this, <laughs> this podcast because I think it's perfect for what we're talking about. How do we find resilience, optimism when we are feeling hopeless? And like you said, sometimes the people don't don't see the outside. They need someone to walk them through. But eventually we do need to learn to walk on our by ourselves, right? Which is why the coaching and things like that, like Natalie's doing and you're doing is crucial. And I think a lot of people that are very successful, sometimes they forget that they also need that too, because they, they get so used to doing it by themselves that they don't see, oh, wow, I can actually open up myself to what else is out there. You know, I see a lot of people that are very successful, but when they start coaching, they get to the next level and they're like multiplying things that normally will take them, you know, X amount of time, because now they're getting with other people that are even going faster than they are. So I think when we get to a point where everything is good and we have a good foundation, we have we also have to look for, you know, five, 10 years down the line. What do I need to become that person, right? So, and that's when the coaching comes into place, which is completely another topic besides what we we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I and I think this is how I define optimism for me. It's a positive mindset. It's not necessarily always being like, yay, yay, I got this, I got this. Because sometimes we don't got it. And acknowledging that and voicing that and seeking support when we don't have it, that's where that power comes in and the power of optimism. Like, you know what? I, I need help. I need support with this. So and reaching out, that right there is power because you're taking a step in the, in the different direction and ultimately shifting your, your mindset. Right. But I, I think also, Natalie, is not sometimes that we know for everybody is going to be, I need help because I have a problem. Mm -hmm. It could be, I need help because I know I want to do more with my life. I know I can become X, Y, and C, and I need someone that can help me expand my mind or show me the tools to get there. I know I got the desire, but how do I get there, right? Which is why people will look for different type of coaches, like real estate mm -hmm. coaches or whoever it is, right? Because when we think about the people that are listening to the, the podcast, I have people reach out to me and some of these people are no um, having a meltdown every week, right? They're, they're actually very high functioning individuals that are very, you know, that, that are professional, middle or upper class as well. And they're thinking, I'm going through a spiritual awakening. I'm going to leave everything behind now. I'm going to become poor and oh my goodness. But then they have so many other projects and goals. 
So combining that to a more integrated approach where we're looking at the person from different angles and not just from one can also help us understand what is it that our clients need and what happens when they come and they're saying, in this part of my life, everything is great, but this part is falling apart. <laughs> everything is a disaster, right? <laughs> Especially when you're going through a spiritual awakening of, or made your life change like a divorce or something like that. Yeah, that's so good. I agree. I agree. Um, I think when you're able to, almost like what you're, you said, this is great, right? But this is a mess. And, and that kind of ties into what I said earlier. Like, we need to really acknowledge the things that are great. And, you know, really um, be grateful for them so that the the things that are not so great don't like completely overwhelm us right so it's like so important to keep that in the fort to keep the things we're grateful for and the things that are great in our minds to balance out that stress from from the lessons that come <laughs> yeah i really like that it's almost like hey i'm gonna say high five every time i look at the mirror because i got this right it's optimism but in reality you're doing much more than that because you're looking at yourself right? Like you're checking in with yourself. I, the other day I was at an Indian store and I saw, you know, one of the deities, the, the statue, and it reminded me of a similar experience that I always have with the cows. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to have to get that statue just so I can see it every day and say, girl, look at you. <laughs> because for a long time, <laughs> it used to affect me negatively. My sister used to call me cow when I was a child. Like she would call me cow. <laughs> And I'm like, I had no idea why, but later I found out why. And now I look at the cow and I'm like, wow, so divine, like the, you, the transformation of how I see myself based on outside influences too. It was like, wow, I really need to get that cow because I'm in love with that cow. Yeah, and it also like shows you like, it's like self reinforcement of like triggers that you've overcome. Like that yeah. no longer. The personal growth. For me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it's right. the personal growth, like you can see that, which comes from the resiliency, which is what MJ, you started and we all love that word. Yeah, we do. Anything else you'd like to share with the audience before we finish for today? No, I love what everything that's been said was very good. I'm, I'm done sharing. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It's been a wonderful discussion. And thank you guys. And thank you, audience, for listening to what we have to say, because we're here to help you all. Absolutely. Thank you. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you. Ciao.